Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Making Vestibular Visible. This episode features the audio recording from one of Vita's video education series events. If you'd like to watch the video and see the visual materials, you can find it at vestibular.org forward slash video dash education. Now on to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Vestibular Disorders Association's video education event. Today's educational event is brought to you by Pure Mana CBD. I'd like to give you a little bit of an introduction to the topic today, since this is one of great interest to a lot of people. As long as we have evidence of history, humans have used plants to fight infections, heal wounds, and manage symptoms. And for centuries, scientists Scientists have worked to identify the active substances in these plants to use them in modern pharmaceuticals. Once a plant-derived substance proved effective, it's manufactured and turned into a pill or a liquid and given a new name. And once a therapeutic drug hits the marketplace, people rarely question its origin. Usually, it's a plant origin. For obvious reasons, cannabinoids like CBD have a sordid history because they're also found in the marijuana plant, which contains the psychoactive chemicals called THC. The ability to isolate the substances specifically, for example, CBD without THC, has led to an explosion in the curiosity, scientific investigation, and the use of a chemical derived from a hemp plant that potentially has a variety of benefits without adverse physical effects. And over the past several years, VITA has fielded a growing number of questions and calls from the vestibular community about alternative medicines in regards to their approach to care, including the use of CBD. While this conversation is not a substitute for the advice of your healthcare professional, we do believe it's important to provide and discuss the research-backed information regarding this hot topic. What we know for sure is that a better understanding of CBD and the vestibular system will empower you to have informed conversations with your healthcare team. This talk will be informative for both healthcare professionals and vestibular warriors. Any views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by me, Dr. Tolman, or our guest, Kim Kelly, are solely ours individually and do not reflect the views, opinions, policies, or positions of the Vestibular Disorders Association, its governing or medical. Right. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, today, we are joined by Kim Kelly, who will share the science and evidence behind CBD and teach consumers how to safely consider this popular complementary approach to vestibular symptoms. Kim Kelly is the owner and founder of Pure Mana CBD. She has specialized in health and fitness marketing for over 12 years and has a passion for all things holistic health. Welcome, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you became the owner of a CBD company? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. I've been so excited to have this opportunity to speak to this community about how CBD may be beneficial to them, and also some things they really should know about buying it and using it and how it can get them best results. So my name is Kim, as they said. I have a background in online marketing and branding. As I specialize in the health and fitness world, that's a very broad spectrum of things. So that's everything from products and services all the way up to medical devices and even cannabis marketing. So what was interesting about getting into cannabis marketing is that there was so much that I didn't realize 
was so beneficial about it. I first thought it was maybe something a little naughty or something a little taboo. And in getting into it, I was surprised to find that there was a lot of research that most people are not aware of, but also all the health benefits. So yes, there's recreational use, but there's specific health benefits that are so helpful for people and even some really interesting stories of people having incredible results that they weren't able to achieve with other methods. So to me, this plant is something people should know about so that they know what their options are. They should understand its use. And more, most importantly, they should be empowered with the information that can help them make informed choices about their health. So the reason I became an owner of a cannabis company is because in marketing cannabis, it came to my attention that a lot of companies weren't saying it in a way that people could relate to or understand. And in marketing, that's a big problem because in order for someone to buy your product or service, they first have to care about it. And in order for them to care about it, they have to understand it. So there's a whole psychological process there. But again, being so surprised with how understudied this plant is and how misunderstood it is and how misrepresented it is, while simultaneously having more studies than Tylenol. There's actually over 20,000 published studies. So while there's a lot more research still to do and a lot of emerging science and the medical community is still not certain about many aspects of cannabis, there are tens of thousands of published studies and proven research. So there's a disconnect, it seems. And I went out there to solve problems and help people relate to what they need to know about it and simplify it in a way that helps people digest and understand the information so that they can care about it and see whether or not it's a good choice for them and they can make informed choices. Another big aspect of it was that from my perspective, we'll talk about this more later, but I believe that everybody needs cannabinoids in order to stay happy, healthy, and balanced. We'll explain why. Mm -hmm. However, the people who need it the most are the ones who put the most mental and physical stress and strain on themselves. So athletes do that, right? But we do that to ourselves. We go to the gym, we beat ourselves up, we recover. So that's one group of people that really can benefit from this in an obvious way. Another big group of people that I was really, I've always been personally passionate about and that I have worked with extensively are service members. Service members put immense amount of mental and physical strain and stress on their mental and physical bodies. And there are not a lot of effective solutions for them. There is also a big problem with the opioid crises, with substance abuse, and of course, the mental health issues that they struggle with. So I wanted to relate this plant medicine to them in a way that would resonate and in a way that didn't make them feel like they were doing something wrong or taboo or sketchy. Because the truth is, a lot of cannabis companies out there aren't as transparent as they probably should be. So we can talk about that more. But the long story short of why we're here today is to specifically talk about how it can benefit the vestibular community. A big part of what we do with Pure Mana is simplify the information, relate it to people, and answer questions in a way that hopefully is helpful for people and helps them make informed choices for their health. That is such a great introduction, and I can see why if you're responsible for you know marketing and communicating something, you end up learning enough about it that you decide, well, <laughs> I've 
you're now the expert. And then as I've talked to you before this presentation, I feel like you have a gift in being able to explain this in a way that helps people understand. One of the things that I really struck me from what you just said is that you mentioned that um, those who use it tend to be those who are stressed or overusing their body systems. And it was uh, it was you, in fact, who many years ago told me that the this system called this endocannabinoid system is sort of responsible for homeostasis in in the body. Homeostasis meaning balance. And here we are in the world's biggest balance community right here talking about balance of systems. Is that a nice segue into maybe what is this endocannabinoid system that this yeah. that CBD you know, is participating in. Yeah, absolutely. So let's break that down. I don't think a lot of people have even heard that word before, including health experts. What's interesting is that for those who don't know, we have a system in our body and you can think of it kind of like our central control system. That means it controls every system in our body, including our brain, our nervous system, our immune system. So this overarching system affects every system and function in some way to some degree. And its role is to make sure that everything's working well in harmony. And in doing so, when things work well, things work well. In other words, when this system is ensuring that everything is working well together and maintaining homeostasis, which is a fancy word for balance, mm -hmm. That means you can sleep well. You can be your ultimate highest level of health. Your digestive system, your immune system, all these different systems and functions work at their best. So that's a very oversimplified way of explaining what this system is. Now to get a little bit deeper on it, the endo, which means inside or in your body, endocannabinoid system, it's a, it's a chemical messaging system. It can actually have a communication system with the systems in your body. And again, part of bringing things to balance is that if something's a little too much or a little too low, it can essentially turn it up or turn it down, help it to regulate. So if your anxiety is up here and your mood's down here, it can help things find balance in a way that resets and maintains health. So this is a very helpful process for our body. And it's also, ironically, not even included in medical textbooks, although it has a very big effect on everything we do. So again, just to simplify it, but we're going to detail this further. The reason people talk about cannabinoids like CBD being so helpful for all these different things, and for those who aren't familiar with it, it might start to sound too good to be true. The reason it helps with all these things is because it targets it at the root. The endocannabinoid system or your central control system helps things work well. The short version is that cannabinoids like CBD are the specific nutrient that the endocannabinoid system needs in order to work well. So endo means inside the body, cannabinoids is a chemical. We create these chemicals inside our body in an optimal in a perfect world, if we didn't have stress and the effects of our modern lifestyle, we would produce enough cannabinoids to maintain perfect health. But our modern lifestyle is such that it breaks our body down and wears us out so we can actually be deficient in cannabinoids, which again is this type of chemical. Now, we can supplement by using cannabis, which we will explain further. 
And just so you know, when I'm saying cannabis, cannabis is a group of plants. It includes the marijuana plant and the hemp plant. CBD is a chemical that's extracted from the hemp plant. Hemp is very low in a chemical called THC, which is famously the chemical that makes you high. So again, we'll detail all of this more later if you stick with us, but CBD is a plant chemical that has health benefits and does not get you high. You with me so far? <laughs> so this, these chemicals called cannabinoids can be supplemented via this plant. If our body is deficient, it's called an endocannabinoid deficiency, we can supplement with these plant cannabinoids called phytocannabinoids for those who are interested. So phyto, mean, phyto means plant. And so phyto. we get we get this cannabinoid from a plant or we get it from our own body that makes it. It sort of makes me think the first thing that comes to mind today is cholesterol. We make cholesterol, but sometimes or we make fat, but we also need to supplement with healthy fat. Think, different things. I mean, this is not new to us that our body makes certain things and we supplement certain things. We, exactly. Melatonin, for example, it's a hormone. Our sleep-wake cycles are affected by it. We can be deficient and you can supplement by taking melatonin. It's, it's very similar to many processes in our body where in a perfect world, we would have the perfect balance of everything. Because we deal with the stress and strains of our modern day lifestyle, we can supplement things that can help us boost our health. So in this example with cannabinoids, you're exactly right. You can supplement with these chemicals or these plant chemicals that help you maintain health and specifically that are safe and that are natural. These so we're talking, yeah, so we're talking about a chemical called CBD, which is from a plant family called the cannabis plant family, which includes those with CBD in them, they're cannabinoids, but some others, though specifically the marijuana plant has a high additional chemical called THC, which is responsible for those uh, psychogenic or other, other kinds of effects, so I, I guess you would call them um, hallucinogenic effects and, and other effects that are negative. So we're just talking about the chemical that is not related to that, and it's extracted from the hemp plant specifically. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It gets deeper than that because there are over a hundred cannabinoids or plant chemicals in the hemp plant. THC is the only chemical out of hundreds that can make you high or psychogenic effects. So that's not unsafe, but for those of us who don't want to be high all day or can't be high all day or who maybe get drug tested, not everyone wants that effect. Not everyone can handle that effect well. So for obvious reasons, we want the health benefits, but maybe we want to keep our state of mind intact. So cannabinoids like CBD can be perfect for that because they do not have a psychoactive effect. That means they will not get you high. It's literally, think of it like ginger or green tea. It's a plant herb that grows in the ground that benefits our health. Well, people so even say that about, about red wine, that, you know, there are health benefits of drinking red wine, but you don't want the alcohol. And so now they have, you know, pulled the chemicals out of that even to say uh, that there's the benefits of red wine without drinking the alcohol. So, so it's not, that again, is not a new concept, but to people. Well, it, it sounds like that you had mentioned that there are lots of different types of um, uh, um, things that we can be pulling out of this. So, I mean, I'm just going to, pull up this comment here, because uh, I think it's kind of relevant to what we say, or what we're talking about. 
is it sounds like the CBD um, aspect of things is very much singled out scientifically and pulled out to address this. And would being able to just supplement with hemp seed also boost the endocannabinoid system? Or is this something that's very much more specific? So hemp seed oil is a different thing. It's important because it sounds very similar. And that's a great question. They're very similar sounding. So that can be confusing. Hemp seed oil is not the same thing as CBD oil. CBD is, again, a chemical extracted from the hemp plant. Hemp seed oil is from the hemp seed. So you're not going to get the same effect. It's a very different substance, but it can sound similar. Some CBD companies also call their CBD product hemp oil, which makes things even more confusing. (laughs) But just realize it's a different thing. CBD, and we'll get into this more later, it's very important that you consider the quality and we'll talk about what you need to know about what to buy and what to avoid later in this conversation. So great question. Well, where did you want to go next with it? Because I think that we're ready to jump in to, to what's Yeah, next. there's a lot to discuss today. So I see a great comment as well by Erin, where she says, CBD, CBG, CBN, what's the difference? Great question, Erin. So like I said, there are around, there are hundreds of plant chemicals in the hemp plant. We're still finding more as, as medical science keeps researching. CBD is short for cannabidiol. There are a lot of other plant chemicals that have health benefits. And again, THC is the only one that makes you high. So let's just put that one to the side for a minute. And let's focus on all these other ones that have all these different health benefits. Some of them are specifically awesome for specific purposes. For example, CBN is specifically good for making you sleepy and having a great night of restful sleep. CBG, cannabigerol, is specifically awesome for healing and anti-inflammatory properties. So if you're recovering from an injury or a surgery, or if there's something you're specifically wanting to recover from, that can be very helpful for you. It's also really calming, not in a way that makes you sleepy, but in a way that can be helpful if you're having stress or a panic attack or anxiety. So the more you know about this, again, it's very empowering to know what these chemicals are, first of all, but then also what they do and how they can specifically benefit your unique health because everybody's experience is gonna be very unique to their personal experience, their health goals, and what they're trying to overcome. For example, I'm very happy to say I'm 32 years old. I don't have any pain issues. I don't have sleep issues. Like I really don't, this, I did not go into business to make this product for me. I made it because I wanted to help our service members with the pain and suffering that they experience. So that being said, for me personally, I don't take CBD in order to overcome pain or help me sleep as much as just for maintaining health. For me, it's very helpful for brain energy and focus and overall productivity during the day. For someone else who's trying to overcome a specific pain issue, they may take more CBD than me. They may take it more often. They may take it differently. So it's important, again, to understand that everyone's experience is going to be very unique to them. And it's important to find your therapeutic dose. That's going to be an individual experience. Let's save the conversation if we can wait on the dosing, if you can hang on on the dosing, because I think that's a that is a subject all of its own. Yes. So we if we look at CBD, you're saying that it is a specific chemical and quality is important because you said you're taking out of the hemp plant this very specific uh, extract extracting this chemical. There's a lot of different ways to do that from what I read about. And uh, that is why 
we're not comparing, you know, one CBD to another to another, that the quality really matters. And I think this is an important part of the conversation because um, because this is not regulated by the FDA or uh, considered a dietary supplement, although perhaps it should be from what the science says, um, it is not regulated. And so the processes of extracting it from the plant are not uh, determined by the government in a certain way. So I think you see, at least for clients of mine that use it, they look for the cheapest thing. Why is that specifically a bad idea in this case? And it's a great question. In general, I'll just say this. You do get what you pay for. But that being said, you don't have to look for the most expensive brands either. So a few things that clients should know about choosing which CBD products to buy. In addition to the way that it's extracted not being regulated, everything about it is not regulated. Mm -hmm. So just realize that the way it's grown, the way you package it, and even the information that companies put on their label is often inaccurate. In fact, I saw a study where it said around 70% of client of companies that they surveyed had inaccurate information on their labels specific to their ingredients. That means you're spending money and you're not actually getting what you should be paying for. So when someone tells me they bought CBD at a gas station, it's going to be a very different experience than the type of CBD you can get from a high quality source. So let me explain what that means. Hemp, for those who don't know, is a very eco-friendly plant that is very good for our ecosystem, our planet, and for us. That's the short version. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Hemp also absorbs the toxins in the environment that it grows in, including the soil and the air. So if the hemp is not grown using organic growing mm -hmm. methods, it can literally absorb the toxins from its environment, which means when you consume it, that's probably not going to have a great effect on you. Besides having insecticides or pesticides applied to it to promote the growing if it's not organic. Yes. In addition to the regular pesticides or chemicals that it might absorb from regular farming practices, mm -hmm. it literally acts as an absorbent of toxins in its environment. So it's not it's not just the regular amount of unsafe chemicals when you don't grow organic. It's literally all of them from the environment. So that can be helpful when you're trying to clean the air, but not so helpful if you're trying to consume the plant. So you want to make sure that they have organic growing methods. Ideally, for those of us in the USA, you want to make sure the hemp was grown in the USA. This just ensures that there are safer growing practices and that they can have the organic growing methods that we use here. Not every, you know, just do your research about where they source their product from because that's important. The other aspect, as you said, is the manufacturing and extraction process. There are a lot of ways that you can essentially break down the quality of the CBD, which therefore is going to affect the results you get from it. So you want to look into the extraction methods that they use in order to make sure that they are doing it correctly. Another hugely important thing to look for is third-party lab testing. Right, right. That means the company asked a third-party lab that is not associated with them to test their product and ensure what is inside each product in each batch. So for example, when you go on our website, you'll see we display our third-party lab test for every single product. You'll see the lot number, the batch number, the dates. You'll see the exact content of what's in every single product. It's important for transparency, but it's also important for people who get drug tested or maybe they're taking medication and they really need to know exactly what's in that product. 
So now, let me let me pause you right there because we did already have a question. Um, sure. Oh, not, not that one. Sorry, this one um, about passing a drug test. Is this something that um, is going to be tricky for those who might you know work in a healthcare environment that do get uh, drug tested or as an athlete? Great question. So another reason that I started my company specific to help service members was because the short answer to your question is that it shouldn't, but it might. (laughs) So CBD, because it's not regulated, a lot of companies, once again, can have things in their products that maybe shouldn't be there or that they don't tell you are there. So if you do get drug tested, it can be a very big risk to trust a CBD brand if they don't have third-party lab tests that ensure there are no traces of THC in their CBD. Remember, THC is the chemical that gets you high. THC is what registers on a drug test. That's the chemical they're looking for. So if there's only CBD in that product, it will not register on a drug test and it will not get you high. But if there's trace amounts of THC, again, depending on the amounts, depending on the unique individual's metabolic metabolic system, it may register on a drug test if you're not sure about these products. So if you do get drug tested, please be careful with that. On this note, there are three different types of CBD that you should also be aware of. There's one called full spectrum, which incorporates all the cannabinoids, including some amounts of THC. Think of full spectrum more like all the ingredients working together for a beneficial result. It's actually a very healthy form and probably the healthiest experts would say form of CBD. But if you get drug tested, that form might not be for you. So it's called full spectrum that can have some trace amounts of THC. For example, we have a product that is full spectrum, but the legal amount is 0.3% THC. So it's not enough to get you high. And in our case with my product, I know my product of full spectrum CBD does not register on a drug test. However, not all full full spectrum CBD products can be trusted to not register on a drug test. So just do your research. The second form of CBD is called broad spectrum. So those are all the different cannabinoids except THC. So if you get drug tested, this is a great option for you because it does not have THC, but it has all the other cannabinoids, which have what's called an entourage effect or a complementary synergistic effect that make each other work better. The third form of CBD is called CBD isolate, and it's just CBD. They only extracted this one amount. So some would say that's the purest form. However, the way the plant is intended to work is all together. So it can be less potent in terms of the results and benefits you'll get. But again, that depends on the quality and a lot of aspects of how it's made, what kind of result you're looking for, and your individual unique needs. So I hope that answers answers your question. Well, I, I think you said some really important things. And I can tell you, as I've taken a very deep dive into this from a medical perspective in preparation for this interview, um, you're saying you were saying what the experts are saying people should do. This idea of lot number even and third party testing is critical because when the medical community in general looks at this, these deregulated or unregulated products, they're saying, you know, you can't trust the ingredients. You don't know what you're, if you're getting what you're supposed to get and you don't know, maybe you're getting something you shouldn't be getting, you know? So is, are you getting what you're supposed to and are you not getting what you're not supposed to, or are you getting what you're not supposed to? So it's very tricky and you have to, you can't trust internal testing. It has to be third party and um, it has to be recurring, meaning that it has to be recurring 
uh, batches and and retesting and so forth to control the purity. So I think what you're saying is that there are companies who are already doing that kind of regulation and practices that if this was federally regulated and controlled and approved, that they're already doing that. So finding those companies is really important. Asking these yeah. questions of the manufacturers, doing more than reading the labels, get to know the companies because there are signs up on many corners, regardless of state legalities um, that are selling products and people just just don't know what to ask. So I thank you for that. I think that's really, really important. So you talked about full spectrum and broad spectrum and um, isolate. Isolate. And then what I was going to say is there's one more thing um, that you talk about with your particular product of called Nano Amplified. What does that mean? And after we talk then about what it is, I want to talk about what it's supposed to do or what it could do or why people have used it before. We'll go into what those possible and potential effects might be. Sure. I love that question. So here's the thing about CBD. There's a big problem with it, and it's that it's difficult for your body to absorb. We call this, it's not bioavailable, mm -hmm. which means you can spend your money on it and you can take it but your body isn't able to absorb or use all of it. So I tell people that's like paying for a full take of gas, but not getting all the gas you paid for, especially with today's gas prices, you'd be mad, right? <laughs> with most CBD brands or products, the body can only absorb between 10 and 35%. So imagine only getting up to 35% of the gas you paid for in your tank. That's a problem. So, what nanotechnology does. Nanotechnology is used throughout science, throughout drug delivery, throughout food consumption. It's a technology that essentially shrinks things into tiny concentrated pieces or parts of the whole so that you can get the same effect on a smaller level. So in, said differently, it's the science of tiny things. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's going to change a lot of things about medical science. But the way we use it with CBD is that we take the CBD particles, which are typically too large for the body to absorb. So you can see in this image that it's an illustration of the CBD particles not being able to pass through the cell walls. What that means is the particles are too large for your body to absorb. So we safely break those CBD particles down into nano-sized pieces. So this is tinier than tiny. This is smaller than microscopic. Tiny little pieces that can then all fit through your cell walls. They can all be absorbed. You can absorb, and this depends on the individual, you can absorb up to 100% that way. Almost all of it can be absorbed. So this eliminates the waste. This makes sure you're getting what you're paid for. But most importantly, it makes sure you get the results faster and they're more powerful and they do more for you. So just imagine how much longer your car could go with a full tank of gas mm. versus up to 35% of the gas in the tank. It's called nano amplified CBD or nano emulsified CBD. And it's really, it's that, I think that transition, did you want to go Danielle? Sorry. Uh, no, go, go right ahead. Okay. Um, it, it, that's interesting. So this is, so, so putting something in our system or introducing it to us is important that then we use it, that it find those receptors. It finds those um, CBD receptors in our body so that it can have whatever impact it's going to have. Um, people take CBD, go ahead. 
Well, you said something we haven't talked about yet that we should of the cannabinoid receptors. I remember we had a conversation. It might've been a couple years ago and I was telling you about it and it, and I was using words like it helps you stay balanced and it keeps you healthy. And of course you wanted more. And when I said, we are designed to consume cannabis, our body has receptors for cannabis called cannabinoid receptors. For those who don't know what that is, think of it like our body is designed with little funnels that are saying, feed me CBD. It <laughs> needs that exact chemical in order for this receptor to be activated or to work. So our bodies are innately designed for this substance. Fun fact. Which it's, it's such an interesting thing. And the reason these are called uh, cannabinoid receptors is because we were trying to figure out what was the cannabis plant doing to the body and why was it causing these impacts? So it's interesting that we have a receptor in our body that the, the scientists named after the plant. Yes. <laughs> Not that, yes. Right. And it yes. was only after studying the impact of marijuana, THC, that they discovered CBD and then said, well, we have these receptors in our body. We're going to just name them after the plant. So we're calling these cannab cannabinoid receptors. And there's many different ones of them. Numbers one, numbers two, numbers three, just like there's different cannabinoids, like you said, A, B, C, D, the alphabet, the receptors have numbers. So again, adding to the complexity of it, but I found that interesting that we didn't know we had these receptors till we studied the drug and why it had an impact on us. So we named it after the plant, which is related to, you know, the marijuana plant or the same family. And um, furthermore, we then discovered that we make something to fill that receptor. So, but that happened yeah. afterwards. That's actually how they discovered the endocannabinoid system because yeah. previously we thought our nervous system or endocrine system or our brain is what's in control, but no, the endocannabinoid system is boss of all those systems. <laughs> so like we said, in a perfect world, we can make our own cannabinoids, endocannabinoids. We can make that in a healthy, perfect body. But when we are deficient, we can supplement with cannabinoids, which are the exact and only discovered chemical so far that can activate or supplement or replace the endocannabinoid systems that is the endocannabinoids that we may be deficient in. So we're trying to learn where these receptors are in our body. What do they do when the they hook up when when they hook up with the with the, the, the compound, when the compound hooks up the receptor, what do they do? But we, you mentioned bioavailability. So I just wanted to talk about that matters, how we get it into our body. We have a lot of choices with CBD, how to get it uh, into our body and the shelves are full of all these different products. Can you talk about how we ingest it or administer it or how it gets into our system? What are our choices and why would we choose one over another? Sure. The short answer is that there are tons of choices and it really depends on the person's preferences. And again, the, the health obstacles they're trying to overcome. So there are some general best practices and some best ways to absorb it or most bioavailable ways that CBD can have the best effect. So for example, oil is very popular. Oil is considered a very, maybe the most pure form of this extracted chemical. It's minimally manipulated or at least should be. So the most bioavailable way to consume oil is to put the dropper under your tongue because there's a lot of receptor sites there and it gets directly absorbed into your bloodstream. So lifting your tongue, putting a dropper, dropper underneath your tongue and just letting it absorb. So don't exact, don't specifically swallow it, but just let it absorb. That's considered the most bioavailable way aside from like an IV drip. 
Now and faster. Yeah. And faster because it doesn't have to go through your digestive system. Exactly. So that seems to be for the people who want a very quick access exactly. because it gets pulled directly into the bloodstream through the skin of the tongue. So it's to be exactly. held there and then not to be swallowed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you're not consuming it with foods or other substances, it doesn't have to have the whole digestive interruption of also processing other foods. So ideally you would do this on an empty stomach. There's really no wrong way to consume CBD within reason, but these are just some ways that it can have the most beneficial effect because you can absorb it best this way. So oil under your tongue is considered the best way instead of an IV drip, we could say. There are lots of other forms. For example, there's vaping. There are gummies or consumables. There are patches. There are topical creams and serums and roll-ons. Now, Again, what really matters most is the quality of the product. Because for example, with vaping, vaping can have a bad rap, but that's because the cartridges or the ingredients or the oils or the batteries of these different products that have been popularized to be harmful, those had toxic ingredients or those were not made well. So I can't say that vaping is wrong or right for you. It is a very bioavailable way to consume it, meaning you feel the effect very quickly. Now, as opposed to the oil under your tongue method, you feel the result very quickly, but it doesn't last as long. So it's a temporary effect. But if someone is you know, wanting to get out of pain in that moment, the quick effect can be very beneficial for them. So again, just make sure that the product you're consuming is quality product, that you do your research and that you're not buying it from a gas station. <laughs> we are actually launching vapes tomorrow, which is exciting because we've had some people asking for them. Some people have a preference in terms of the methods they prefer to consume it and the results they get from it. So we're excited to launch those tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I, didn't cut you off. I, I just want to say, I want to, I do want to move into talking about what the established health benefits are of CBD. We talked a lot about what it is and how to get it into our body, but why is this something that could be helpful, especially to our population of people who might be having um, difficulties with vestibular dysfunction? Great question. So this is the fun part is what what does it do for you? Why would you want to take this? Well, the, the general answer is it has a balancing effect on your health. So it can help essentially correct imbalances or bring things to where they belong. And it can also, what's amazing about it is that unlike a lot of prescription medicine, instead of just targeting the symptom, it targets the root cause. I'm speaking generally here about the health benefits that it offers, and then we can detail the exact benefits. But again, it goes without saying everyone's experience is going to be different. So we're just here to offer things that may be helpful for you, but everyone's going to have to see what works best for them. So in regards to the way that it affects your body, if it balances your health, that means, again, if something's too high or too low, it can bring it to balance. I use an analogy of pool chemicals. When the pool guy comes and he tests the water and then he has a little device and he drops specific chemicals in there, it your pool can go from green and murky to clear and beautiful by inserting the right chemical. So it has a similar effect on your health and, your, like we said, on all the systems of your body. So specifically what it can do, for example, if someone has chronic pain or any kind of pain issue, traditional medication just targets the pain, which is a symptom of what's actually wrong. CBD can target the root source. 
So let me use another analogy. If you have a headache, your problem, like what you care about in this moment is that your head hurts. You have a pain in your head, right? Now this headache could have been caused by a multitude of factors. You could be dehydrated. You could be nauseous. You could have a health condition. You have a migraine. There's a lot of reasons you could have a headache. Now I understand that in this moment you care about getting out of pain. So what do most people do? We go to the store and we buy a pill for the pain. So if you think of pain as a symptom, pain is like a warning signal or like a check engine signal in your car and it's saying, hey, something's wrong, check engine. But when we go and silence the pain, it's kind of like just putting a Band-Aid over your check engine light and being like, okay, we're good now. So I'm glad I want anyone to get out of pain in whatever safe method you can at that moment. But just realize that targeting the symptom is not the same thing as opening the hood of your car and checking Mm -hmm. what's wrong with the engine and actually correcting that problem. So CBD can help with the symptoms. It does have benefits for pain and for your mood and for your stress and for your muscle performance. And again, the endocannabinoid system affects every system of the body. So this chemical is helping the endocannabinoid system help all your systems work better. So I have this um, slide. Let me put this up for people to see that the, you know, the reported things that CBD is purportedly helpful for. And these, um, if I look at these, I mean, I have seen studies and pretty consistent um, conversations about each of these things, mental and physical health benefits. Yes. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence or basically stories from different people. Again, everyone's experience is so different. There are a lot of published studies. Like I said, there are actually over 22,000 published studies. So I would encourage people to do their research and see what might be beneficial for them. We're generalizing, we're oversimplifying here by saying it's very helpful for your mental and physical health. Everyone's experience is going to be different but it does have a balancing effect. It can bring your body and mind into balance. So if we wanna get specific about diagnoses or symptoms or specific issues, again, that may be unique to the person's individual experience, but there are many stories and possibly many studies that show it can help. So honestly, because I own a CBD company, I am limited in what I can say, even though I could reference a specific study as a brand owner, I'm actually not authorized to even say that because it's considered a claim. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to do your own research. Right. There are a lot of studies. There's a lot of evidence. But again, a lot more research needs to be done before we can conclusively say exactly what it does and how it does it and who could benefit most. Okay. And so if people... Um try it. We were talking about what forms it comes in. And um, we've listed now the the things that they might use it for or what people are claiming benefits for. Um, You mentioned the tincture, but let's see what other things kind of ways that that it comes for people. Yeah, absolutely. So oil tinctures are very common. Vapes are very common. Uh, Right there's a picture of one of our muscle, we call it muscle rub. It's like a roll on topical There are different gummies and different consumables. I've even seen seen CBD coffee. Now, let me just say that my personal opinion is that while I believe that everybody can benefit from CBD for their mental and physical health, I don't personally feel like it's necessary for me to insert CBD into everything I use every day. 
I don't personally need it in my coffee as well as everything else I use in my shampoo and my face wash, it could be beneficial. Again, see what works best for you. What I would recommend is to really position your products around the health goals and obstacles you're trying to overcome. For example, if you have joint pain, taking something like an oil could help systemically or your whole body inside. It could be very beneficial. But then in addition, using a topical device, a topical roll-on or cream or serum on the area can be very helpful. Fun fact, your skin has CB receptors or cannabinoid receptors. So you're not just like applying a lotion. Your skin is actually absorbing the benefits of the CBD. So and I read it's important to rub it in. I, re I read that, that it's important to rub it in, that you apply those oils or topical lotions, but you do need to rub them. And I guess that's probably to bring blood flow to the area to, to yes. so you can pull them in. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So again, the most bioavailable way, the way I recommend, if you told me you wanted to overcome pain and something that's very a measurable issue, I would absolutely recommend the oil underneath the tongue. It's the most potent bioavailable form. If you also had something like chronic pain, I would recommend a topical applied to the area and the surrounding areas. Now let's talk about if your issue is more related to stress and anxiety and mood imbalances. Again, it's a find what works for you experience. And maybe this is a good time to talk about the therapeutic dose because it's unique to each individual. So what does a therapeutic dose means? It means the amount of CBD that can help you accomplish your goal or objective, whether that's getting out of pain, whether that's falling asleep and staying asleep and waking up refreshed after eight hours, whether that's stress, anxiety, or mood imbalance related, whether it's muscle performance and recovery, there's a lot of different measurable metrics that you could be shooting for. So your therapeutic dose is what helps you achieve that. And again, we're not talking about something that's gonna make you high. And interestingly enough, there is no toxic dose. Mm -hmm. There is no amount that is unsafe or no longer healthy for you. Now, of course, that goes without saying that that doesn't mean drink an entire gallon of CBD. Like, you know, that's <laughs> within reason. Similar to <laughs> drinking too much water, anything can be mm -hmm. bad if you do too much of it. But, but you're right. But you're toxic. right. There's there's not uh, there's not information about that. And, and that actually found I found that very hard to believe. Yes. that you can't take too much. I was like, that doesn't make sense yes. to me. That does not make sense. And people were asking me about it. And I, and I said, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm doing the research and learning presently, and I don't have experience with it personally because people are asking me about it so much. But this idea that one thing that, that the, the um, scientific information does say is that it's safe as high as even 1500 milligrams per day. And the milligram per day dosages in most of these products is significantly lower than that. And yes, in this conversation about um, dosing, um, there doesn't seem to be any overdosing evidence. And yes. what's important about that and why I think I, I believe that because I take most things with a grain of salt, but I, I thought, well, that's interesting. So when we look at why the government hasn't swept down and said absolutely no to this and isn't enforcing it is because they haven't yet found that it's harmful. Correct. Now, if it was harmful and people were overdosing on it easily, meaning that it really had a, a toxic level that was attainable by people, we'd be hearing about that and it would be off the shelf and they'd be knocking down the doors of these places. But I think the reason that the FDA has backed down on it, or at least law enforcement is not 
closing these things down or even um, upholding the federal mandate, which says that some of these things in edible form, these that, that, that this is illegal federally, even if it's legal in certain states, is because it's not hurting people. I found that very, very interesting. If it, it was hurting the- people, it wouldn't be out there. Yeah. And uh, just an interesting way to think about it. With that being said, though, I'd like to ask or pose a question. Do we know of any known side effects or drug interactions if somebody's on different medications or other supplements that CBD shouldn't be mixed with? It's a great question. So based on all the studies, there are no known harmful effects. Now, if someone's taking medication, if someone has a specific health issue, they should always consult their healthcare provider before adding something to their routine. Kathleen, there's a image we have comparing the side effects of CBD to other methods that I love because to me, this is very powerful. This is a visual of the side effects, but most specifically the annual deaths from tobacco, alcohol, opioids, and CBD. Mm. Wow. There are no records of overdoses or harmful effects of CBD, but there are definitely proven Mm. (laughs) side effects from a lot of these things that are completely regulated and legal. So to Kathleen's earlier point, um, there is no toxic dose. There's no harmful dose. That doesn't mean you should drink a whole lick, a whole gallon that, you know, goes without saying, it doesn't mean you need to take as much as you possibly can find your therapeutic dose, but it's good to know that it's not harmful for most people. That being said, if you are taking medication, please ask your healthcare provider specifically for taking medication that comes with what's called a grapefruit warning. Yes, yes, yes. So I know about this. Yes. So it's, it's important for people to know that's not a lot of people, but of course we just want to err on the side of caution. So if you're not totally sure, ask your healthcare provider, do your research, but specifically for taking any kind of medication or if you have a pre-existing condition, just play it safe with that. So we have this one too. This, let's see, side effects may include, <laughs> oh, I guess this is funny, mental, mental health, health. <laughs> management, quality sleep, energy, focus, and calm. So there are absolutely measurable side effects. There are no yeah. harmful side effects. And again, every person's experience is going to be unique to them. Because I agreed to participate in this interview, I took a great responsibility to try to prove you wrong that in fact there were side effects. And so I did a lot of extra research to go, she can't be. That can't be true. But I have to say that I think you are right. And there aren't harmful side effects that are reported. But I do want to mention, especially because that the this this compound has the synergistic effect with other systems in our body, it can change the way your medications work. So you must always, always consider that. And she's right about this grapefruit effect. And that has to do with how medicines are broken down in our body and whether you know, that the half-life that they have in our body, how long they're affected, how long they work in our body and how strongly they work in our body. So those are important things. But I did really try to find harmful side effects. And the one that I think is important is um, really related more to the fact that if you don't have quality product, like you're saying, you can get a high because there might be trace THC in that product. Yes. So there's the possible THC, but then there's also, again, if they're not clean ingredients, if it wasn't grown correctly, you could be absorbing other toxins, additives, fillers. There's a lot of things they could put in the product that might cause you side effects. So Mm -hmm. CBD, again, we're talking about quality, pure, good quality things. Mm -hmm. CBD should not cause you side effects. If you're experiencing side effects from the CBD you're taking, 
it might be interesting to take a break from it and maybe get a more reputable product. Mm-hmm. I have, there's a meme as well. It's, it's something like, you know, you said CBD wouldn't cause side effects. And they're like, bought it at a gas station. I don't mm-hmm. expect quality results if you buy something that's not quality. So a lot of the other uh, things that we look at is the effect of CBD on the central nervous system. Yes. And um, I think for our for those who suffer from chronic symptoms of any kind, anxiety, depression, mood, and so forth can get out of balance. This yes. this slide shows this thing that has this word anandamide in it, and that's actually the name of the endocannabinoid or the chemical we make in our body that has an impact on serotonin receptors and serotonin stability in our system. So um, you're saying CBD helps this chemical balance and might affect mood. It does. So back to it helps with the symptoms and it also targets the root cause. Let's think of a symptom. Let's think of anxiety as a symptom. There's something in your life that's stressing you out, that's making you feel out of balance, that's making you feel out of control. There's a domino effect that gets you to a state of anxious feeling. So let's just call that a symptom. If you take CBD oil, it can, short version, help you feel better. But what is it doing chemically? It is actually, again, with the balancing, if you're up here with this anxiety and your dopamine, your serotonin levels are really low, it can help balance things out. So that helps you in that moment with the way you feel, the way you respond and react. But over the long term, it can also optimize you chemically in a way that helps you not get out of control. Of course, it goes without saying that there are a lot of lifestyle factors. This is not a magical quick fix. In other words, if you're also eating correctly and focusing on quality nutrition, focusing on quality sleep, getting exercise, there's a lot of lifestyle factors that can enhance the effects of the endocannabinoid system, because obviously the healthier you are, the healthier you are. So these types of healthy habits and healthy living also help optimize the endocannabinoid system. But if you're a healthy person and you're still experiencing imbalances, whether it's mentally or physically, cannabinoids like CBD can help bring you to balance and help you maintain balance. Specifically in our population, we have patients are people watching that from all over the world who have a variety of vestibular problems. Um, To date, there's no real research specific to the effects of CBD in the vestibular population, but doing the deep dive that I did, I wanna make sure that I share with people, um, not only how they can find you and your quality product, but where they can find more information. Um, So let's make sure we let them know where they can find you and where they can find information about your I appreciate that. So our website is puremanacbd.com. It's the word pure, P-U-R-E, mana, M-A-N-A, cbd.com. So you can find all our products there, but you can also find a lot of resources and education and information that hopefully helps break it down and simplify it for you. So we have different articles specific to different topics, for example, mental health or PTSD or inflammation or anxiety or pain or the immune system. We do focus on specific topics for those who are interested. You can find us there. And if you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to us. We get a lot of people saying, I have XYZ issue. What products do you recommend for me? We're happy to help guide you with some recommendations that can help you make informed decisions, like we said. 
And you are offering a special offer to those watching Karina today. Tell me about we that. Are. So everyone watching this, if you choose to buy something, please use the code VITA. You'll get 10% off your purchase. Also, from May 15th until June 15th, Pure Mana CBD is donating 10% of our profits to the Vestibular, Disor Dissociation, Vestibular Disorders Association. And we hope that will be very helpful. We hope you guys will discover something that works for you. And again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out, even if it's something really high level and nerdy, or even if it's something where you're like, I don't even know where to start. What do I need in order to sleep better? You'll see that we also have some bundles or products that are specific for certain needs or goals. For example, we try to simplify it as much as possible, right? We have the pain stack. We have the sleep stack. We have the immune stack. So if something along those lines could be helpful for you, those products are specifically designed for those goals with those needs in mind. Thank you for that. I want to I want to now make sure that I cover some of the things that I, that we do know about CBD and vestibular problems or what we don't know mostly. So I just want to make sure for those who are tuning in that, that I talk about this new book that I discovered um, very recently. And I want to share that. I even think I have a graphic about it. But this new book that came out a year or two ago. Um, Danielle, do you have the graphic for that? Yeah, I'll pull it up. Here you go. Okay, uh, so CBD for the vestibular patient by Mark Noblock. And um, this is the really the, the only thing I've seen that is a real beautiful compilation of the current research and really lack of current research. But what he does very well is what Kim did here, which is talk about what is the endocannabinoid system. And then he talks about what is the vestibular system, which we've done here many, many times. But then he does present the potential interaction between the nervous system, the receptors in the nervous system, and the chemicals in the nervous system, and CBD use. And um, he's gone through, and I just want to take from his book some of the comments about um, some of the specific vestibular issues that people have that they may be looking for CBD is uh, from. So regarding CBD and tinnitus, um, it is known that CBD can bind to certain receptors found in the inner ear and in the cochlear nucleus of the brain. So there may be a possible impact for CBD on tinnitus. And I know Vita has an ambassador who has spoken extensively on the impact and the benefits of CBD in his practice for tinnitus. Um, but you know, we think that there might be an impact on the inner ear. We don't know if it's for better or for worse. There's no studies in humans to date, but when they studied tinnitus in rats and the impact of CBD, the tinnitus was worse during the treatment, but may have been better afterwards. But they kept asking the rats, is your tinnitus better? And they didn't answer. So I don't, but it's very interesting how they would even know that. But CBD and Meniere's disease, there's no studies to, to suggest beneficial or harmful effects from CBD. CBD for BPPV, remember that the choice uh, treatment, the treatment of choice for BPPV is particle repositioning. And so there haven't been any studies for uh, acute or chronic BPPV, but certainly no, no harmful effects. CBD and vestibular migraine, there are no studies, but there are studies about THC and migraine headaches. So that is not the topic of our conversation today, but there is certainly um, lots of indications that CBD would have a positive effect on migraines and headaches in terms of its calming effects. Um, CBD and triple PD, there are no definitive studies, but people with triple PD seem to have a high anxiety component. And CBD does show promise for decreasing anxiety. And this is why those with chronic um, PPPD will 
you know, may possibly be the population that may find a benefit from this. Um, CBD and vestibular neuronitis, there are no studies as true with acoustic neuroma, no specific studies to date. But um, I just want to say that as a vestibular rehab and holistic healthcare provider, I'm always looking eagerly for evidence for and against all potential treatments. And this includes CBD, but the evidence just isn't here for now. Mm -hmm. And um, we must depend on the anecdotal evidence right now to inform our patients about CBD and just listen to each other as we step forward into the conversation. But I do know we have to choose our words very carefully. And I feel that I'm doing that. But I just want to say that while we're careful about talking about it, I know that our listeners are saying, I can't get my healthcare professional to talk about it. <laughs> so Danielle and I come to you today saying we're not afraid to have the conversation. We're careful about the conversation, not to make claims about its efficacy, but to say what we know and to offer hope where there is no hope, engage conversations rather than avoid them, and include people rather than isolate those people. And I also aim to always, as we do at the Vestibular Disorders Association, hope to empower people where there is despair. Um, so with that being said, I appreciate this conversation and I want to make sure that I give you an opportunity to wrap up, to add anything that you haven't. Danielle, make sure that you go back and make sure we've said all the things we want to say. But from my perspective, I'm grateful for this platform to have this tough conversation that I know um, a lot of people are afraid to have. Thank you. Me as well. I really am. And again, if anyone has specific questions, feel free to message us. We'll do, your, we'll do our best to answer your questions. I do want to add on to what Kathleen was saying about CBD being beneficial for an array of health issues. What's interesting is that it can be very beneficial in issues, in instances where inflammation is out of balance, mm -hmm. CBD can help correct that imbalance. And inflammation is at the root cause of many types of health issues. So again, with it treating the symptom, for example, the pain or the headache, but also targeting the root cause that can be very helpful for things like inner ear issues or inflammatory related issues. So our whole message here is we want to give you information that will empower you and we want you to do the research and see what works best for you. Now, this was fantastic. And I'm going to encourage all of you who have watched this or listened today to recommend this to your healthcare providers, you know, I think that a lot of healthcare providers are um, hesitant to talk on it just because of lack of evidence-based research on the topic and just out of not knowing. You know, I started having to do my own research years back when uh, 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 marijuana was legalized for use in Maryland and we had patients coming to us asking us for our advice and the best thing I could tell people was, I honestly don't know. I had to dig in and do my own research. This is not something that your healthcare providers get um, education on in school. And it's not something that's readily available to kind of um, back up our, our information. So a lot of us have to do our own research. And a lot of you who are listening and watching are your own advocates and doing your own research as it is. So anything you find helpful, be sure to bring to your healthcare provider and ask the questions. You might be surprised at how grateful they are that you provided them with some uh, information uh, to help broaden their understanding of CBD in this whole market. So thank you so much for joining us today, Kim. This was absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. And thank you guys for being forward thinking enough to mm -hmm. make this information available to your community, because 
we're not saying it can cure anybody, but we're saying if it can at least help you feel better, it's definitely worth a try. So thank you for making this information available for people and for having me on today. Very good. Until next time, we'll see you all later. Join us next time for the Vestibular Disorders Association Educational Interviews. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. To stay up to date on all things vestibular, including this podcast and more, join Vita's free monthly newsletter at vestibular.org forward slash subscribe. If you are a vestibular patient who needs help on your journey back to balance, Vita is here for you. You can get one-on-one support by emailing info at vestibular.org or by calling 1-800-837-8428. That's 1-800-837-8428.